0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Free Market Screen Earth. I am Nikki B. here with Ben Panji, the Liberty Hippie. How are we doing, Ben?
1: I'm doing just well, Nikki, How are you doing?
0: Um, I am feeling salty. I guess you can just call me briny water.
1: Ooh,
0: salty. Um, I like that. I like what you did there. Yeah, I tied it into one of the stories for today. One of the big soapboxes that I like to get on is how the EPA plays defense for corporations.
1: Are you suggesting they're not out there for us?
0: Well, we all know they're not out there for us. Oh. Man. So we have a couple stories today. They're all kind of, they're, they're hitting different different things. But the main thing is is that you have people with the EPA forging deals with corporations. And in some cases, like the article you brought to the table, outwardly not letting people get involved with their own property so the first article we, we kind of came up with is entitled epa may allow disposal of oil field waste in waterways and um, essentially it's over a type of water that they get out of the fracking process called briny water which essentially is a salty water and they're running out of uh as they put it deep aquifers to dump it into and so the epa is talking about allowing what do you call it they're gonna allow passes dumping. Yeah, they're gonna allow <laughs> hand out passes. You know, privileges to people so
1: that they can do it. Would it, be nice. Hey, hey guys, I need to. I need to go uh, dump a bunch of toxic material over here. Can I? Can I get a pass on this one? What do you? What do you got to pay for that? Yeah. Well, see, this is where things get kind of complicated because. First off, they they say toxic.
0: There's nothing really toxic about it, as far as I can tell from reading the article. Nobody really knows what long term ramifications are. What they can say is that it is a salty water that it does things like I think because of the salt level can make a land infertile in over time because it's you know
1: so salty. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean. Right. So, so briny water. It's got electrolytes, you know, that plants
1: crave. Yeah, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's beyond what, uh, is, is kind of normal or what you can find. Yeah. You know, to the point that, uh, it's not necessarily a healthy thing, right? Oh no, not at all. It's, uh, probably, probably kill some things in that water that, uh.
0: I mean, and let's be honest. We're pulling things out of the ground. Who knows what kind of bacteria lived way, way down in the earth?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, there's, there's a lot to it. The big thing is they don't really know what to do with it's, – it's not so much that this is going to happen. For me, the issue is that once again, people are handing over important questions to the EPA, mm-hmm. a, a group that notoriously sells out its constituents for money. You know, which will get filtered to politicians for campaigns and they'll do whatever with it. Um, But they repeatedly sell people out. We were talking, you know, right before the show about Superfund sites. And I can't tell you how many times I've read about Superfund sites that just – they just stay Superfund sites for pretty much forever. (laughs) They never actually get fixed. Like that's what we pay the the EPA to do theoretically and it never happens. But what they are really good at is cutting deals. And yeah. as an environmentally engaged person, that's just incredibly frustrating. And why don't you
1: tell us about the article you, you brought? Well, it's kind of you know, a little different. There was a, a plant out in Montana that smelted copper for, I want to say it was almost like a hundred years. Could be wrong there, but, uh, it's called Arco. Mm-hmm. The uh, out in Montana. Anyway, they, they'd been dumping and, and doing their thing and they turned the area into a super site. And, uh, that happened in what eighty three. So this is what uh, I, don't know, I was born in 83, 36 years ago. Is when this turned into a Superfund site, and here we are, two thousand and nineteen, still still going at it. And as you can imagine, after you know almost forty years, some people want to take this company to to court to kind of get some some settlements out of the, the whole thing. Uh, they're actually they're looking for doesn't seem like much, but sixty million for further remediation of the polluted land. And now they're taking it to the Supreme Court, and as you can imagine, some people on Supreme Court are uh, are not too keen on that idea. Specifically, in this this article, point out John Roberts that uh, you know he said you you can understand that the EPA looking at this might say, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to get to that as soon as we're done doing this other stuff. And so when you go sue the EPA or sue this company and take the money away and, and get in the way of the EPA, then the EPA can't do their job anymore. And, you know, this <laughs> private individual looking out for their land, trying to, you know, bypass the government and get it done themselves. Now you're going to get in the government's way of protecting your land, you know, and it's just 40 years, 40 years and nothing has, it hasn't been accomplished. So they're, they're looking to go out of their own.
0: So the way I'm re- I'm hearing the article and the way I read it was you have a group of people that said, hey, it's all well and good. You said you were going to fix this problem. But here we are 40 years later. The problem is not fixed. And now you're going to play defense for the company and not allow us to do it ourselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just like it's mind blowing to think about that, to think that, like, I am not allowed to protect my own land or to to go after someone that has fouled my own land, you know? It's just it's
0: insane. I love seeing this in writing because, <laughs> I mean, what is the big thing that I've you know been railing about since episode one is that uh, the EPA is a bigger harm than a boon because it doesn't doesn't care about us, doesn't care about the environment. It has no incentive to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Its only job there is to formalize a structure between corporations and the government that allows pollution as long as they get their cut. If anything could look more... Like mob tactics yeah. <laughs> and extortion. Like I, I don't, I don't know what it is out there. You know, yeah. and and the only way to play the game is to have the money to play
1: the big boys' game. Yeah, you, you gotta gotta have the money to pay for it. It's, it's just it's insane. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the EPA does does not help when the government gets in the way. It only. Retards the issue, you
0: know. Oh no, for <laughs> sure. What was this third article? Uh, Missouri environmental group sues the EPA, alleging rules to protect lakes are flawed. Don't we yeah. have?
1: <laughs> Isn't there a specific act to protect our fresh water? I mean, there's there's one to protect. Clean us. Water
0: Act or something like that. I, I don't know something. <laughs> Is there a Clean Air Act? Uh, it goes along with it, right? Yeah, yeah. One of those. You yeah. know, apparently it's not doing its job. I don't. I don't know. Um, let's see here. It apparently alleges. That the EPA's new drinking water rules undermine
1: protection of Missouri lakes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. You know, what what does that protection look like? You know, could they, it's just, uh, just especially the, the Clean Water Act thrown in there and, and all that? Looks like they they went after them in in 2016, so it's been three years. 113 Missouri lakes and 738 wastewater facilities as non-compliant with the EPA's proactive nutrient protection plan. Um, so that would have been a 1.7 billion dollar fix, and in the end, they only took the plan only designated 30 lakes and 34 wastewater plants, as opposed to 113 and 738. So they they cut that down quite a bit.
0: Yeah, folks, the EPA is not here for you. That's just what it what it all boils down to. It is like anyone else on the take. It's there to move money and just play defense, like because that's that's all it ever seems to do is play defense for. You know, corporate
1: interests. Yeah, it does. And and when you look at it, you know, sure, uh, on the surface level, the EPA might be, you know, it's supposed to protect the the individual and and take action and and do all these things that, uh, you know, the little person couldn't maybe not afford um, or, or pay for, you know. But
0: that's the thing. It's not about the little person. None of these things would be handled as a person these things are are handled as people
1: and, that, and that's where we are now and that's and that's where it ends up being but i think when you ask most people you know like what what is the purpose of the EPA you know it's to protect those those bodies of water and this land that none of us own and and you know protect the the farmer who's you know the the i don't know the, the pipeline wants to put his their their pipeline through his farming land you know it's to protect them and it's really not It's not at all, at all.
0: No, it's not, because his his private property rights protect him. Well. (laughs) I own the land. You can't put a pipeline through it.
1: Until the government comes and takes it and tells you that (laughs) they own your land.
0: (laughs) Well, once again, that's not a problem that private property or, you know, (laughs) the market creates. That is a problem government creates. Mm -hmm. Because what is it good for other than creating problems? I haven't found a whole lot yet. I'm still looking. But uh, I haven't I haven't found too much. Um what's I'm finding more amusing is that like we we found all these articles very specifically involving the EPA completely independent of each other. Yeah. We just happened to stumble across things <laughs> where the EPA is doing shitty stuff against what people want. And like the two articles I found, I didn't I didn't do anything other than open my feedly. <laughs> and look look under the environmentalism tab I didn't even move it mm-hmm. those were literally within the first six e- links that I got from my Google feed yeah I didn't
1: I didn't look for this one it just it was it was there on, <laughs> <laughs> these
0: things aren't hard to find it's it's just it's literally a constant it is something that is always there like if I'd want if I wanted to we could have three hundred thousand of these articles I'm sure and it'd just be repeating ourselves over and over again because at the end of the day that's all it is it's just it, it's it's a poorly constructed system because i think the, the the system that's constructed is i won't say it's poorly constructed because it's probably doing exactly what it's constructed to do which is keep you and me from organizing mm-hmm. you know in like a truly democratic fashion and
1: handling our oh we, you saw that in this one article about montana it was, it was a group of people that got together you know in this town it's actually called uh, crackerville and opportunity those are the two small towns <laughs> but uh I'm not joking, but you know they—they they are the ones that got together and said, "Hey, guys, like this is not working. Let's let's do something about it." And here we go: EPA and big government get in the way. And um, I wanna, i have got to look up the research on
0: Superfund sites because I—I'm I kind of curious. Out of all of them that that like have been declared, how many of them have actually been taken care of? In particular, there
1: was—I wonder what what is. I'm uh, wondering if it is,
0: um if that uh, that copper mine is one of the ones that I read about a couple of years ago. Like, where a whole bunch of... Like, literally turned one of the
1: rivers orange. That was in Colorado. Yeah, Um, I
0: didn't think it was the same thing. I knew it was, like, out west where they did cover.
1: Yeah, it's a a different one. Crap, I can't remember. But it's another
0: Um, Superfund site that they just... It's been sitting there not taken care of. And, like, it's it's not even, that like... If they were doing something to manage it, manage it, and maintain it, that was another
1: one. Like the EPA oversaw it, but they
0: don't. They just they just don't allow anyone else to do anything with the site. And while it gets into further disrepair, it causes the problem to further exacerbate. Where somebody could at least be doing something in the meantime, you know, I'm sure that someone could be maintaining it so that it at least doesn't dam- break more, damage more. It was
1: the uh, Gold King? That's what it was. Gold, the Gold King Mine waste yeah. spill. Silverton, Colorado. That's what it was. But yeah, it's it's the same same idea, you know. The and that was like basically the the EPA like oversaw it. You know, they were there. They kind of witnessed it, and it just happens. And it would it would be interesting to see how many things have actually been, how many Superfund sites have actually been. A quote, success, you know, and, and how do how do they quantify a success? I
0: feel like I've seen that number, and it's like abysmal. Like none of them. <laughs> I honestly think it's been none. Like I don't think any of them have ever actually been dealt with.
1: Well, th- that one in Colorado, the uh, it's called Arco, the um, Atlantic Richfield mm-hmm. Company. The uh, it was called the Anaconda Anaconda smelter, something. But um, this Anaconda don't. I, wa- I just can't none get of The, of the an- Anaconda smelter in the towns of Opportunity and mm-hmm. Crackerville. I mean, you can't it's just 40 years 40 years 36 years like you know I, i'm sure the people of that town could have done
0: more in 40 years just on their weekends trying to take care of their own property and protect it than yeah,
1: have- I, I mean like so this it, it was in operation for a century so it's in operation for 100 years and in 36 years nothing it's not gotten better i don't think that necessarily speaks to like how bad the Solution might have been sure it could be like really bad, but it, it definitely doesn't speak to how well the EPA does to to clean things up. You know, it's uh, almost half as long as the the plant was in operation, and they still haven't been able to rectify the situation to a point that people are are comfortable with. You know, four hundred fifty million dollars. It's not a small sum that they've spent on this.
0: Okay, let's see here. I'm on Freedom Works, and I'm reading this article, and hopefully it can uh, give me some kind of chart or something. They said the average time it takes is 10 years for, for a site. The a- average time for the EPA to get involved or something or what? Like The average cleanup time is 10 years. <laughs> uh, don't, I don't believe that. That is a lie. Um, there's actually a ranking system for, you know, which qualifies to be placed on the priorities
1: list. I, when I, I grew up near near the Hudson where they were doing um, PCB cleanup. And uh, that was a big thing, you know, because even then when when the EPA went to try to clean it up, there was debate about whether or not people wanted the EPA to clean the PCBs out of the Hudson, whether or not this was actually going to stir things up and make a bigger mess, yeah. or you know, it was going to be good. Um, so even when they're trying to do the right thing, that might not be, and people might not be on board with it, but uh, you have no say.
0: Oh my God. I'm just looking at some of these numbers and like thousands of uh, <laughs> sites. This is an incredibly long article. I might have to link to it in here, honestly. Um, I wish it, it, it wish it would give me some type of condensed, you know, what the hell is actually going on. This thing's like thirty pages long or something. It feels like. <laughs> um, oh, it does have a bunch of uh, footnotes on it though, so that's awesome. Footnotes are always good. Yeah, um, I was just trying to search for like Superfund controversies. Let's see here. There's has NPR. EPA vows to speed cleanup of toxic Superfund spites despite funding drop. Is this one of those things where like we always talk about how? The government's the only place that you give more money to when they do a shitty job. It's the only business that gets to say, well, I only did it terrible because you didn't give me enough money to do it. So there are approximately 40,000 federal Superfund sites.
1: What, does it say what they, what they range? From?
0: Um, there are only 1,600 of those that are listed on the national priorities list. Either it needs fucking cleaned up or it doesn't need cleaned up, I guess, is kind of my position on this.
1: You would think, right?
0: All right, let's see here. And then, that's like from like 1980, it looks like. Um, approximately 70% of Superfund cleanup activities historically been paid for by the potentially responsible parties. However, 30% of the time, the responsible party cannot be found or is unable to pay for the
1: cleanup. So you don't know who owns the property? Is that, is that like, um? didn't Pence own like a, his family owned like a gas station and they all kind of disappeared and there was no, no, single owner and so they had to clean up the tanks and who would pay for the tanks and i feel like there's some some nonsense with that going on back around uh the election time i wonder if that's that's what they mean that, you know it's just kind of a business entity that uh, dissolved
0: i mean if you're a property owner you're a property owner like I, I i i fall on this kind of where the you know tough titty said the kitty the property is your property it reminds me, it reminds me of it. I don't know, have I ever talked about the, the? I'm sure I have, uh, Centralia, PA. Is that the, uh, the ground on fireplace? Yeah, the coal mines. <laughs> you told me about it. I'm not sure we ever discussed it. Um, I, I don't know how I wouldn't have, but I mean, that's a situation where the city was, I think they were burning, they were burning their trash um, in a, in a quarry and the mine was never officially closed, I think was the issue. It was never officially sealed off, and somehow they managed to start a coal fire with the.
1: Yeah, it, it caught one of the veins and and went. I think I want to say I feel like it was um, like the dude that lit it up that started it all was like a a shillin or something. He was like a sub or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. They, they were burning garbage and and it caught a coal vein there and I don't know, placed on fire. The ground, you know,
0: but that's 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 the place where. So essentially, the when this happened. The the polluter be I would say the polluter becomes the uh the the government. Um, you know, it goes in there, it catches this mine on fire and I can't remember like, they, they think they said there's enough stuff in there to burn for like the next 200 years. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a hundred years, hasn't it? I don't know, like... No, that, that, it got lit on fire. I think back in like the eighties, seventies or eighties. It was
1: the eighties. I feel like I remember the twenties,
0: but I mean, regardless, it's literally, you know, you have a mine burning coal and sending coal ash into the air for, you know, Hundreds of years, but yeah, it pushed all those people out of their homes and their property in Centralia. You know, you know those people are liable in a case where the government's responsible, but you know they are not liable in a case where, you know, it's their property is found to have been, you know, is found to be polluted property by a corporation. It, it, it all just smacks of like, spare the rod, spoil the corporation.
1: Yeah.
0: Not that protectionist that uh
1: you know if if that was an individual this
0: would never happen pretty much um anyways i don't i don't feel like we need to belabor the point a whole lot it's just i won't even say it's rare it's just it's so you get to see it just right there and in your face so blatantly you know the way we talk about it like it's not a theoretical thing that this is how this functions and works like this is 100 percent a reality that we have to deal with
1: crappy reality but yeah
0: Talk I mean, <laughs> you know, but they'll be like, so what is your solution? How would you fix it? And I'm like, well, first things first, I mean, the worst case scenario that you give me is the reality that we currently have.
1: So how would we do anything but what we're doing? Well, that's it, right? I mean, like, wh- where where are we now? Are we anyplace good right now? Is, is uh, you know, the EPA really cleaning anything up? Are they really doing anything to to help us? And I think that answer is no. You know, they're they're really... Isn't a whole lot that you can look to the EPA and say, "Hey, hey, how, when's, when's the last time you uh, stopped that or or cleaned that up?" And they kind of just oversee these things, you know, like that that one article. They oversee. They they gave out a pass to uh, to dump briny water, dump salty, salty water into waterways in in Oklahoma. There's there's no there's no salt water near Oklahoma. It's gonna be totally foreign.
0: My my um, my issue isn't even that it happens. But it's not the EPA's position to say that it can.
1: No, no, certainly not.
0: Like, that needs to be the property owners who it's going to affect. Like, I know a lot of libertarians kind of get involved in the whole stakeholder-stockholder um dis- debate. Um, and there's a bunch of libertarians who even say, like, stakeholders is a bullshit term, you know, by leftists to tell other people what they can do with their private property. But I don't know that that's necessarily the case because— Say like you're going to be polluting and your pollution is going to end up on my property. From a – following the NAP, do I have a position at which I can say, no, you're aggressing by utilizing your property in a way that you can't control? Like say I know that you don't have a means to take care of the toxic waste that you're going to create on your private property that will inevitably damage my property. Do I have to wait until you've damaged my property? You know, it's like, do you have to wait until somebody shoots the missile at you to defend yourself? Do you have to wait until mm. you've been stabbed to punch the guy? You know, what, what is what is the the ruling on that? I don't
1: know. It's one of those situations.
0: What I do know is that the government telling me I can't protect myself doesn't make the situation any better.
1: It's a bunch of <laughs> yeah. crap. No.
0: no. Right on, boss. Any ideas that you want to talk about next time?
1: I don't know. Not
0: sure. We're getting we're getting deep into the Christmas month. Do we have a Christmas theme we can come up with. That'd be fun.
1: Talk about how bad Christmas trees are for the environment because it's just deforestation right now. <laughs> it's kind of funny, is because don't
0: Christmas trees by default have to be new growth? Like an old growth pine is going to be far too big for most places. Yeah, what kind of house do you live in, man? We're podcasters, dude. Oh, you got fifty foot ceilings? Should
1: be rolling in the money now. Yeah, hell
0: yeah. I'm not gonna lie, um, we, me and a buddy once did go and chop down. Um, we were on some logging property. We we drove the van out and just randomly chopped down like a 30 foot tree. <laughs> and then like I think we chopped off the top 15 feet because that's all we could get on the truck. Nice. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh,
1: yeah. You, you got to... it. Was just
0: taller than we thought it was. That's all. It always is. It always. Is. Um, and then we get it to the house, and like we end up chopping. We end up lobbing five feet off the top of it, and so like we we put it in our living room, and it takes up half the living room. And literally, like oh, the the top of the tree, like looks like it goes up into our ceiling. <laughs> it was it was we were terrible. We were probably pretty high, but but it was a fun adventure. Thought for sure those those uh, guys were going to get us and turn us into the cops. Into what? Turn us into the cops, you know.
1: Oh, turn
0: you into the cops. Oh, I, I gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe the miners up in New York would, or the forestry people up in New York would have been more apt to
1: attack us. I don't know. I don't know. Turn you into something like a, like a, a witch would turn you oh. into something.
0: I was confused. Well, I mean, it depends what it would be, I suppose. But I gotcha now. And that actually would be a fun episode. Let's talk about uh, Christmas trees. Let's find out, see what we can find out about Christmas trees. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it.
1: Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, good Lord. What did I I get myself into? Yeah, you
0: get yourself into talking about Christmas trees, that's all. All right. All right. right. As usual, folks, go check out freemarketsgreenearth.com. Spread the show around. Let people know. Say, hey, listen to this shit, folks. Find out about the environment with some funny, silly guys who are just out there trying to tell people that the commies are crazy and they're going to damage things more than they could ever fix. Especially if they leave it up to the EPA. Uh, I'm currently not working as much as I was at the day job, so I'm hoping to actually get that uh, ebook I've been promising done. I'm not saying it's going to be very large, but I'll at least get a, dra- a first draft together that we can hand out.
1: It would, be, it would be something.
0: You know, we can always build on it as we go. If you have any topics that you'd specifically like covered, please let us know. Well, you all have a good one. Take right. it easy, Ben.
1: Take care, man. We'll see you later.
0: Peace.